I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, episode number 22. Today, you'll learn there's always a way, and you can do it as we talk to one of the most iconic and legendary men on television. So get ready to be inspired on today's program. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, before we start, head over to iTunes after the interview, rate it high, and leave a kind review and tell all of your family and friends, and I would greatly appreciate it. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Tony Little, famous throughout the world for his boundless enthusiasm, and we all know him as the energized muscle man with the ponytail, causing us to grab our credit cards to buy the Gazelle Glider. But over 45 million people have bought his products bearing his name. His shows have grossed over $3 billion, more than most motion pictures. Even Bruce Springsteen has mentioned him in song, and Alec Baldwin and Chris Farley have both portrayed him on Saturday Night Live. But Tony Little is a television and fitness icon. Inducted into the National Fitness Hall of Fame in 2006, Tony is instantly recognizable everywhere he goes, with a legendary reputation for being able to turn adversity into victory. Last year, he was given the Legend Award, the highest honor given by the Home Shopping Network. So without further ado, my guest, the one, the only, the legend himself, Tony Little. Welcome to the show, hey, Tony. That's great to be here. I could never top the way you do that. <laughs> that was quite amazing. Well, th- th- thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Bond. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you are very, very welcome, and it is absolute an honor for me to have you on the show today. I've watched you for years, and, uh, you know, in a way, I kind of look at you as being uh, timeless and ageless. I don't think you've aged in the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, I was going up on an escalator to the airport, as usual, the other day, and a woman looked down at me. She said, you ever age? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I hope not, but I'm sure I am somewhere. All right. Well, um, you know, just happy I to have my hair. Hey, there you go. Because I think it has to, a lot to do with just having that positive mindset. And uh, you know, I want to kind of kick this off because you know, you know, a lot of people really don't know where you got your start. So how did you get into presenting your own products on television? Uh, you know, I used to be. I was a favorite for the uh, Mr. America uh, Bodybuilding Championships when I was young. Uh, probably about 25, 24, somewhere in there. And um, I was in a bad car accident just before it. I was hit by a school bus with a, uh, a bus driver that was drunk. Uh, and uh, she hit my car and immediately took out a disc in my back and knee and everything. And I still wanted to enter the contest, so I continued to train for it. And uh, But, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up the regimen. I got on stage, placed fifth, and that was about as good as I could do. And then Everything fell apart because I obviously went overboard, uh, which people should never do, um, with, you know, working around the injuries in order to finish a goal, uh, but yet it wasn't going to be a positive outcome at the end. So uh, I believed in myself and I did it. Yeah, so your your workout really wasn't aimed at bringing healing to your injuries. You were just trying to get to the contest. Yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, it was in the final weeks, and you just have to sacrifice so much uh, for that sport, and uh, and so I made it there, but I didn't make it back very well. 
<laughs> so I spent two years in and out of hospitals um, trying to get fixed up and, and, you know, get back on the road again uh, in a small little condominium by myself and depressed out of my mind, uh, you know, doing things that I normally wouldn't do because I was depressed. Uh, and then one day saw Jane Fonda on TV and it sparked something to me. It said, you know, hey, she has to have a personal trainer herself, right? You know, uh, and she's putting out her first exercise program. And so I, I kind of wanted, I wanted to do it. I felt like it was a calling to get back in. I was never going to be a bodybuilder again, but I was going to be someone who could educate and motivate other people and really show them how important technique was to getting the right results without overdoing it. Because remember when she, uh, she was doing it and when aerobics was, pos- uh, was popular, oh, yeah. um, it was high impact, right? Oh, yeah. It, it, they were jumping up and down on concrete floors in houses all across America. <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to, you know, go in and, uh, to the area and say, Hey, listen, I'll teach people technique and I'll teach people how to work more, uh, strength training in order to support the joints and support the body and, and try to reduce the pounding. And, uh, so it, it, it motivated me for some reason. I went down to the local, uh, cable television station in Tampa, Tampa Bay area. And I met a guy named Jack Taylor and I said, Hey, I want to start start my own exercise show, my own fitness show here, and I I didn't, I didn't know anything about the business, right? And oh, he yeah. says, "So, uh, so who are you?" <laughs> and I said, "I used to be a Mister Ford, a Mister Junior America, all this stuff and everything." Like he said, "Well, you don't look like one now." And I said, "No, I don't feel like one now either." But I'm motivated to start my own television show for fitness and showing technique. And he said, "Well, <clears throat> it, it costs. I think at the time, I think it was fifty five hundred dollars uh, for local cable." Uh, to produce 13 or 14 episodes. And, and he said, um, and I, I didn't have any money. I mean, I'd been out of work for two years, right? Yeah. But I just believed in myself. So I signed the contract with them. It was Westinghouse Cable Company at the time. And um, I didn't know how to shoot my own videos or anything. I just learned it on, on my way. You know, I just went out there and did it. And people liked the programming. And then I found that, then he goes and calls me and goes, and by the way, you know, you have four minutes of commercial spots. And I said, and what do I do with that? And he said, you sell it. <laughs> and so I went out and I started selling my own commercial time and it became very popular. And then right after that, my next thing was, um, okay, now I want to do a video, right? Oh, I want to yeah. do an actual workout video like Jane did. Uh, and I remember being on a local show and, the, and I said, you know, after I did my video and they said, well, how are you going to sell it? Uh, nobody knows who you are. And I said, well, they all will pretty soon. <laughs> Love you know, the mindset. You've got to be positive. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it gotta be positive, right? Well, I mean, well, let me, look well, let me, at you. Yeah, well, let me ask you this, Tony, because here you are. You just got hit by a school bus, uh, which I find kind of uh, ironic, knowing that um, you were kind of a juvenile delinquent growing up. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, so, my mom was very worried about me. <laughs> so you get hit by a school bus because uh, you weren't really in school at that time, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, so it's kind of ironic there that that uh, kind of woke you up. But here you are. You went through a, a, a small time of depression. How did you end up motivating your own self to become this motivator to millions of people around the world? You know, I, I, I you know, I read a lot of books and I think it was important at the time. A lot of people were reading books and I was reading a lot of positive motivational books by all the greats, you know, and and I think that what com- comes off to me at the time was how simple it is. Uh, if you think negative thoughts, you reserve, you get negative results. All right. If you think positive thoughts, you get positive results. It's just that simple. Um, 
you know, so I came up with the thing, you know, you can do it type uh, concept, and I always believed I could. I never, ever, ever thought um, that I couldn't, all right? I never had that. It really was changing the way you think, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. You can exercise and do things like that because it's a positive reinforcement physically to mentally, but really important for you to just to accept the, the simplicity of that all positive thoughts are at least got a chance to produce positive results. And all negative thoughts have absolutely no chance of reaching a positive goal. And that's how I, I, I trained my brain. Uh, my mom was a big help. She was a, a, a teacher, you know, how obviously uh, uh, in a, had to raise a son who was a little, like you say, a juvenile delinquent uh, at the time, <laughs> who was, you know, who was the only person skipping school at the school that his mom taught. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you know, um, but you know, it's just a kind of a quick note that warmed my heart was when my mother died and she had cancer. Um, I was going through her stuff and, and I was always felt like we were always at each other, you know, but, yeah. but she was trying so hard to make sure that I became a success. And so uh, that was a big deal. But when I went through the stuff, I found a lock of my hair in her Bible. Oh, my goodness. And then I found all these articles that she kept of me over the years. Um, But she she never let me know it. She just kept hard and keep on, you know, like a mother should do is try to steer me the right way. Well, well, you know, I read I read a story in which uh, you and your mom would sit on the front porch and she would read hymns to you. Yep. And that and and every night. Up on the, and you know, she was a single mom. She had four kids. Uh, we all came up pretty good, but she was strong. Put herself through her master's degree, uh, and uh, and just was a strong person. <laughs> just a quick story, you know. One yeah. time, I remember my uh, uh, sister coming home, and her boyfriend was like being physically mean to her, and so I had him like up against the wall, about a foot off the floor, and my mom came over and hit me in the head with a ketchup bottle. Uh, and that was before they were plastic. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Blast. So she was like, let him go right now. And she, <laughs> she was just, and she was only like five foot three or something like that. Right. Oh, five yeah. foot two. Wow. She just was, you know, she was the ultimate teacher. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of have to stand on your side because, you know, if, if you have a, if you have a sister or if you have a daughter, you know, we're there to be the protector. So uh, I'll stand on yours. I wouldn't hit you in the head with a ketchup bottle. I'd probably just let you, you know, take care of business. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she was just, you know, she was, I think, you know, we all have to be a little bit more strict sometimes because my mom would say to me, you know, hey, if you're not in the house by midnight, you're not going to find the door open. Uh, yeah, my dad used to tell me that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that's some of the things that, uh, we were, we're missing in society is, is parenting, but I understand that, you know, half the households now only have one parent and, uh, you know, you know, you have two grown children, but you also have, uh, a pair. Are, are your twins identical? Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, no. One, one has a big kind of blonde afro and the other has short hair. So, oh, totally okay. different. All right. Yeah. Well, well, let, let's let's uh, miracle let me baby. Ask you, so, uh, yeah, and I've I've read that story. And what yeah. did that do to you as a father? Uh, you know, it was really, really, uh, you know, uh, tough. It was really, really tough. It was tough on my wife as well. But when they were born, they were a pound fourteen ounces each, and um, we had to rush to the hospital immediately, go into surgery. They spent four, three to four months in NICU, and we were there every day, and and. You know, it it was really hard. It was just so 
you know, stressful for my wife and myself, but we were so proud of, uh, you know, what the hospital was able to do and what the technology helped with. And at the same time, then we got through that and, you know, our kids are doing great. I mean, I have one child who's slightly autistic and, uh, and I watch him change every day and learn every day. And we're helping him as much as we can because, you know, you got to believe in your kids more than anything. Uh, but you know, what was interesting. One of my major adversities during that time, well, my wife and I were in that hospital uh, with the kids, my accountant had stole, you know, close to a million dollars. So uh, here's a guy taking advantage of you while you're going through your hardest times. Uh, so I spent quite a long time and a lot of money putting him in prison. So, wow. But, uh, well, you know, there's always an adversity. You just got to try to work around and turn it to a victory. Well, you know, and, and I've read uh, quite a bit of that about you. And it seems that you have taken, taken every adversity and you really kind of put a positive spin on it because, you know, I was reading this amazing list. I mean, from, you know, four car accidents to kidnapping to spinal meningitis and, uh, you know, you've even gone through divorce and near drownings. But you always put a positive spin on those things that you've gone through. And it seems to really have catapulted you to a level that most people just dream about. And, of course, when they see Tony Little on television, they look at this great, successful man, but they don't understand or they don't see the adversity that you went through that got you to where you are today. Yeah, you know, um, whatever reason the adversities were there for, you know, and whatever God meant, um, it was meant for me to be positive about it and to move forward. Uh, this is, again, it comes down to mindset for yourself. You just, just got to understand, you know. Uh, the difference between you can do it and you can't do it and the way it, it plays out. You know, it's that simple. If you're a person that thinks you can't do it, obviously your chances are a lot lower you're ever going to do it. And if you <laughs> yeah. think you can do it, they're much higher. I, I'm, I'm a real simple thinker. Um, you know, like you said, I, you know, in school I wasn't, you know, great. I mean, think about this. Every time they wanted me to get up and speak in front of the class when I was in high school, I would take the F. Wow. I, I was afraid to get in front of people. I was afraid to be in front of all these kids. I I was a loner. I never, I just, you know, I just had a hard time. And so it's surprising that, you know, my other personality came out and I became, I have no problem with this. Well, then, well, then how in the world, okay, I know that you, you spent $5,500 for 15 episodes at a local TV station in Tampa. How in the world did you go from there to end up selling into 81 countries? Um, you know, I was very fortunate. Um, Home Shopping Network was developed uh, and started and founded in, in Clearwater, Florida. Um, and I, I had, uh, there's a long story behind it, but uh, I had actually went out and tried to do a Fonda thing, you know, and, and I went out and I actually got a manufacturer. Uh, I went to the Video Software Dealers Association by myself with my first video. And I went to all these different companies and everything. And when I left that, and that was in Vegas, I actually had six offers. Uh, from uh, entertainment studios for my line. Uh, and so I picked a company called United Entertainment, and I started to go on a road. But remember back then when you, Fonda and all those people were doing videos, and Richard Simmons, they were sell-through. They weren't, they, they weren't, excuse me, they were rental only, right? Oh, that's right. You could right. only go to the stores and rent them. Uh, they weren't for sale. So uh, now I'm going into the stores and representing my product, and they're telling me, um, one, we don't know who you are. Two, 
uh, we're not going to buy your videos because if we do, then you know possibly some of the bigger video companies are going to strangle us on our other special interest lines because we're giving you space versus their fitness person. And so I, I had a lot of trouble on the road getting people to you know to move the product the way I wanted. Uh, so I knew Home Shopping Network was in my area, and I said, you know what? What I need is a platform uh, to get out there and tell people why I'm here. You know, what am I trying to do? You know, how, the benefits to them. Uh, and you can't do that in a rental place, and you can't do that even when it became a retail place, right? There's oh, no yeah. way your video, you know, I wish I could have created a button on my video that you push it because, hey, I'm Tony Little. Let me tell you how this video works, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, I would have been ahead of my time there. But the, uh, I, so home shopping was there. So I spent two years calling up their sales department and calling up their uh, uh, salespeople and stuff and trying to get my videos sold into them, right? So oh, that yeah. I could go on television and represent who I am. And they turned me down, they turned me down, they turned me down. And kept, you know, they found out they did a study. <clears throat> Actually, they said they did a $2 million study. Uh, and they found out that videos just would never work on the network. Uh, and so I'm not a quitter. So I looked around and I found out that Bud Paxson, who started um, Home Shopping Network uh, with Roy Spears, uh, had a son locally who ran a, a had a health club uh, gym, right? And yeah. so I said, well, here's an opportunity, right? So I drove over to uh, Todd's uh, Paxson's gym in Clearwater, and I, I walked in and I introduced myself and I said, listen, if you get me 15 minutes with your dad, I'll help you promote your gym. Uh, and he said, okay, hop in your car. And I said, what? And he said, hop in your car and follow me. And so I hopped in my car. It was just like that quick. And the big gates, you know, big iron gates at the Roebling Estate over in Clearwater opened up to this big Tudor mansion. And um, he said, let's go in the house and talk to him. And so we, the door opened and we walked into this home. And I think Bud was like 6'7 or 6'8, right? Wow. Uh, the, and uh, he's standing there. And Todd starts to say, uh, to introduce me, and he says, Tony Little, how did you get in my house? Oh, my goodness. And he already knew my rep for how many times I called the network, how many times I tried to convince him to buy my product, and obviously know, uh, you know, knew about me. But he must have also looked me up and saw my picture didn't, to recognize me. Um, and I said, I just need some time with you. Anyway, <clears throat> he says, you got five minutes. I did my pitch. He bought 400 tapes, said if they worked, he'd call me back. 400 tapes sold out. He called me back. And then the next thing I know, I was the first on-air uh, celebrity or guest of any shopping channel in the world when he called me uh, into his office and he called Phyllis Diller, believe it or not, into his office. And he said, okay, uh, it's it was uh, Thanksgiving of, I think, I'm guessing 87 or 86. And he said, I want both of you to go out there. Phyllis, you're on that one. You're on the two. Go out there and and be with the host and see if it makes a difference in sales, right? And I'd wow. never done it. I mean, I first had to go to the bathroom, and I hate to say it, but I had to puke. You know, I, w I was so stressed, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then I just walked out on stage, and she walked out on stage. And remember, they didn't have automated answering then, right? Oh, yeah. And so they had live ops. So they had 500 live ops. And I went on the air, and she went on the air, and we blew the lines up. We had like a 70 or an 80% abandon rate. And then general telephone find home shopping network. Well, let well let I want to step back on that story because a lot of people don't realize that when they made the first 400 videos, they were only going to give you 
four shows to sell them, but you sold all 400 in four minutes. Well, see, now, that's the interesting thing is he wouldn't uh, let me go on air the first time to check the video. She gave them to Bobby Ray, who was the first host of HSN. And so she went on, and they thanked the Lord above. Um, He used the way that I said to present it, you know. Uh, Like they wanted to do um, originally, Dr. Bond, they wanted to do just the standard before and after, you know, where you show yourself overweight and you show yourself in shape. And I fought to do three pictures with Bud. Uh, And he was like, I don't understand why you're fighting for this. Because because I want people to know I was a successful bodybuilding champion and I was a successful fitness guy before I became the second pitcher after my uh, tragedy and the accidents. And then I brought myself back uh, after that. All right. So I, I, I just didn't want to be I was overweight. You know, I, there's a story behind me before I had the, the adversity and he used that and it sold out right away. And that's when he then decided that we were going to go on air live and test it. So and then the rest is history, right? Yeah, I'm still there 30 years. <laughs> well, how, you know, I know that uh, now was the gazelle glider. Was that the one that really catapulted you to, you know, uh, you know a lot of people remember. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dr. Biden, a lot of people remember the Gazelle because um, it's so it was such a dynamic infomercial, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. it was actually, actually, I had, uh, I think, four or five infomercial hits of the category, which is, you're lucky to have one work in your lifetime, right? I mean, I was inducted into the DRTV Hall of Fame, I think, two years ago uh, for that type of stuff. But um, no, it wasn't my number one, but it's an interesting story. My first one was um, my exercise videos. Uh, uh, you know, nobody believed that exercise videos could be sold on an infomercial after I'd been selling them on the shopping channel. In fact, when I would go to the conventions and try to uh, tell retailers and everything that, uh, you know, I did a, uh, 250,000 or more tapes a year myself without any help, they never, they always thought I was a liar, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't, you know, Paramount, I went to Paramount, I went to MGM, I went to all the people that were doing special interest videos and and talk to him and everything, and, and then the rumor was basically, this kid must be crazy, right? Um, but they didn't understand the, the distribution uh, power of television, because nobody was in it. And um, so they didn't believe it, but the videos were big. I sold over 7 million videos in my first infomercial, um, and that was called Target Training, and it was a, it was a great hit. And then after that, uh, a second infomercial was called Ab Isolator, um, and that, I think that was in, both those were in 81 countries. And wow. both of them were in, you know, the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, but uh, now you're over what? Over 100 million sold? Uh, I don't on know what the numbers on that. I know that there's over 45 million customers that have bought products. Uh, and, that, and that's hard to follow because you're in so many other countries. You don't know where, you know, where it's selling in uh, between uh, Russia. And, and Vietnam was a big area, believe it or not, that, that bought. and. Uh, Turkey and Israel and, you know, listen, I always went into it with the idea that fitness, no matter what language you speak, everybody gets it, you know, you know, you want to feel better. You want to look better. You want to take care of yourself. Your body's your vehicle through life, right? You know, you can drive a jalopy or a a Ferrari, you know, it's up to you. You, you decide that. Um, And and I was just fortunate enough to get the message across uh, to those groups. Well, Tony, what is your personal fitness and wellness regimen? Well, my personal fitness, believe it or not, I've always been a two-a-day, right? Yeah. I always have been. Um, because I go in in the morning about, say, 
5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'll do 20, 25 minutes of cardio, whether it be a, uh, you know, a, a treadmill or if I'm at home, I do the gazelle or whatever, and get it on a, a particular piece of a, a cardio equipment. And then I'll do one body part with uh, progressive resistance exercise or weight training. Uh, and uh, so like I would do uh, a large muscle group, I would do back, right? Yeah. Back in, and then the cardio. And then I'd come back at night and I would do another 20 minutes or 25 minutes of cardio with a different machine so my body didn't adapt uh, to the one modality. Uh, and then I would go and do biceps, you know, uh, and I would be able to do that. It allowed me, one, it de-stresses me when I work out. I'm, you know, it, it, it also creates creativity. So in the morning workouts, I find I've come up with more ideas than I ever would have come up with uh, sitting at home on a, you know, whether it be on a treadmill, whether it be on a bike, whether it be on a gazelle. For some reason, you're so de-stressed and so free that thoughts just come to me and ideas come to me. And, and that became a very important time uh, to work out. And the one at, later in the afternoon at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, not only was great, but it was also the time that you de-stressed from work. So now I'm working out, and I'm having a good time again, and, and I feel all that stress from work disappear. So uh, that's I been my regimen forever. Well, you know, I kind of agree with that because I like to work out in the afternoon, especially after going through the whole day. But at the same time, at, at the same time, it's also one of those things to where you get a lot of uh, ideas. You get the brainstorm in a way by yourself because you're getting all of that junk out uh, from all of the work during the day. But here's what I want to oh, go ahead, Tony. No, you go ahead. Well, okay. you're, well, you're the man. I'm just the boy. <laughs> well, here's what I would. Here's what I want to know right now is what is Tony Little's next big challenge? You know, I, I don't think I. I hope I. I hope I don't have a lot more challenges. I'm 61. <laughs> you know, um, but every day there's always something else. You know, probably you know one of the challenges, uh, and I'll just say this is because it was important. It's always been important to me. I obviously am on the road a lot, and I work hard a lot, and sometimes I don't get the the quality time that I need with my family uh, and things like that. But the one thing I, I've I've learned, and and this is going to be off base compared to normal, and I'll follow up. But the one thing I've got the most satisfaction out of in my life is I believe in if your state has it, right? If your state has it, I when my kids were small, both the first ones and the second ones, I bought bought prepaid college, right? Yeah. Uh, so you never notice that you're missing the money, and and it and I have all my friends nowadays telling me the cost of you know tuition now being forty fifty grand for one child, yeah, uh, and and putting a hardship on the parents at a time when they're supposed to be thinking about maybe you know closer to retirement or are looking for retirement. So it's a bad thing. So I I believe in this board of prepaid. So. My first two went. I didn't pay anything for college, and now I'm doing it for my second two. So that's my my big thing that's important uh, to me is to make sure that they get their start. Obviously, I didn't have the same kind of school start. <laughs> I got you there. I was skipping wow. school to go to the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, but you know, all things work work together for your good. And Tony, I want to thank you so much for the honor uh, and and your time for being on the show today. And I just you know, I just wish you and your family and your business ventures many blessings ahead. And uh, I'd love to have you back on the show in the few, uh, in the near future. No, it'd be a wonderful thing. I, I mean, congratulations on all your success, you know, that well, life-changing so wellness show, unbelievable. 
So, ah, well, thank um, you so much, Tony. Congrats and, a million times. Hey, well, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or go to my show page at radiomd.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. The reason being is we want to attract more people like you to the show. And the only way we can do that is if you rate it, give us a great comment, and the show gets more visibility. So if you could do that for me again. Again, I would greatly appreciate it. And also connect with me at drwardbond.com and sign up free for our, for our online class, Healing Remedies and Recipes, to kick off your life-changing wellness. Thank you for listening to today's show, as well as my incredible guest, Tony Little. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and have a healthy and blessed day.